G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. You're listening to Real Faith, conversations with real people about how God works in their lives. If you want to know more about integrating faith into your life, our website is realfaith.org.au. Just go to the website and you'll find helpful articles about the impact faith can have on your life. Once again, that's realfaith.org.au. Welcome back. I'm Eric Scadabo, and our guest today is artist Jenny Nichols, and she's sharing about her battle with mental illness. Before the break, we heard how at one point she felt compelled to apologize to a garbage truck driver. She was so compelled that she actually drove in front of it and cut it off to stop it in traffic so she could apologize because she had to apologize. It was a compulsion. Now we're going to find out what happened next in her life. Well, about the same time, our daughter was showing a lot of um, uh, anxiety and severe depression. She was at secondary school. Um, We were very concerned for her. But at the same time, I was spiralling out of control without really realising what all that was. Uh, I picked her up from school one day and uh, she was just in her usual manner, just saying how everybody hated her, um, life wasn't worth living. And I, I thought, look, I've got to end this for both of us. Wow. Um, so I put my foot down on the accelerator and really sped up. Uh, I didn't go ahead with what I was planning to do. I chickened out. But I really, oh, yes, I really frightened her. She was very upset. Um, when we got home, she told my husband, Rob, what I'd tried to do and I just thought oh no (laughs) it was a combination of uh, um, things kind of all happening at once (laughs) and this this was all about the same time so we realised that not only did our daughter need help but I definitely needed help and this kind of thing you can keep well hidden from even your closest loved ones and and Rob was absolutely um had no idea the depth of uh, pain and, and struggling that I was going through until this came out in the open. So in a way, it was a good thing. That had to be a shock. It was. It was a huge shock to him. Uh, huge shock to me too, to think that what I had yeah. even considered doing. But it was not rational because it was the illness speaking. Yeah, it was. And also about this time with, with our daughter, she uh, I overheard her speaking to her friends and overheard her say, I'm scared I'm going to end up like my mother. And that was just like a knife to my heart. And I thought, I've got to do something about this, if not for my sake, for hers. I don't want her growing up thinking there is no hope for her. I I want to overcome this thing to show to her that she can also overcome it. Yeah. So So what did you do? Well, she was at that stage going to a counsellor. She was a bit reluctant and we thought, well, if we can go with her uh, as her parents and support her, then that might be helpful. As soon as the counsellor started hearing my story... And uh, maybe, maybe you need to sit down here. <laughs> yeah, I thought, okay, can we make an appointment for you two? Move over on the couch if we need to have somebody else in. <laughs> so, and, and I had never really thought about 
counselling um, or, or anything like that. Even after these incidents? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I thought I could work it through somehow. Mm. So mm. I thought, well, yeah, we'll, we'll work it out. But uh, it was soon evident that, that uh, things were, were not going to work out that easily. In fact, I went on medication, so did our daughter, which I was very reluctant to do at first because um, I was attending church and people were talking about having enough faith, not needing that kind of help. You just need to be praying more, um, reading your Bible more. But um, with something like depression, you actually can't think clearly, you can't focus. It, mm. It's almost impossible at times. So to be told to do that, I again felt like a failure because I couldn't do those things. So reluctantly, I went on medication and so did our daughter. And we were then able to receive counselling effectively because we could think. Mm-hmm. We, our yep. mind was clearer and I was, wished I'd done it earlier. And then what role did art play in all this? Well, during this time, I thought it's it's a difficult thing to explain to people, mental illness. And uh, because I looked okay on the outside, um, it, it's not something you see readily like a broken arm or, mm-hmm. or yeah. something like that. Uh, how do I explain this? And I thought, mm-hmm. well, I'm an artist. I, I can paint a picture of this, of these things that I feel God show me. Uh, the one I painted of a mask in particular has been very helpful for people. Yeah, let's talk about that. Well, in, in any situation, whether, regardless of whether you have a mental illness or not, we tend to put up a mask mm-hmm. because we're worried if people really knew what we were like, they wouldn't like us. And, and in church in particular, I found you would, you would walk in and people would say, well, how are you today? And people would respond, oh, I'm fine, thank you. And underneath there is uh, a lot more going on. If, if we could just all give ourselves permission to remove these mm-hmm. masks and be real, I think we'd be a lot better off. Exactly. Well, so, I have that um, painting right in front of me yeah. on my laptop here. I'm seeing on the left side a rubbish bin. Yes. With stuff spilling out of it, and then a human head, and then a mask in front of it. The mask has a smiling face, yes, but the actual person's face is sad. And then, interestingly, there's a door on the top of the head, and a hand reaching down and taking something out of that door, out of the head, mm. and out of the mind, I suppose. Mm, yes. Well, I what am I that. seeing here? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the mask is just, as I've explained, that's yep. what we present to people. Behind yep. that is the actual reality, and for mental illness, it, it's just torment going on in the head. Mm-hmm. And I've got all these wiry figures playing havoc with the mind, and I've got... Um, yeah, there's little people inside the mind, yeah. and then a little person is being pulled out by this big hand. Yeah, well, the, the people represent the, the thoughts that... I have no control over, so it is the almost tormenting thoughts. Yeah, tormenting thoughts, rewinding history, like you, you know, you, you you're stupid, you amount to nothing, um, hearing things in a negative light all the time. Um, so all the these, things that are rummaging yeah, just, around, just all these of- things going round and round and round, not not helpful at all. And I've got the heads opened up and the hand of God reaching in and plucking them out. The tormenting, the tormenting thoughts, thoughts are being plucked out. Yeah. By yep. God's hand. How That's beautiful right. is that? Yeah. Yep. So in a way, I just need to give permission. It's not up to me to remove these thoughts because, again, with mental illness, it, it can be next to impossible to to do that. People can say, well, just stop doing what you're doing. Just and stop just, being just, nice. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, yeah, get on with life. What you, and, and you simply can't. So God's reaching in and he's putting those interfering things and the thoughts into the rubbish bin where they belong. Beautiful. 
So that that is my art kind of um, helping to explain it. Most importantly, has that happened for you? Has oh, God yes. taken away Not, some look, of the tormenting thoughts? I, I still have bad days, but now I have more good days than I have bad days, definitely. Mm-hmm. Things have improved vastly. I'm no longer afraid to be who I am and to openly tell people if I struggle with something. If You've taken uh, off the mask. Oh, yes. And I found that people now feel they have permission to do the same with me. And in a way, it's so freeing because it takes a lot of energy to keep that mask up mm-hmm. all the time for all yeah. of us. If, if this is what we're continually doing, it just saps the energy right out of you. Whereas to be real and honest and open and find that people still love you. Well, God loves you. It's just wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He exactly. doesn't want you to be having these tormenting thoughts yep. and thinking lowly of yourself when he created this wonderful person with these wonderful talents. Yeah. And now you're free to use your artistic talents that were seen so long ago by your teachers back in kindergarten. Yes. So now you're an artist. Yes. And and I am an artist. I love my painting now. I uh, started painting when I got cancer because it was something I was putting off doing or, or not wanting to do because of what I've been told. And uh, I thought, well, if I put it off, I might not be around one day to eventually get around to it. So mm-hmm. the cancer, in a way, was uh, a good thing to get me going. Mm-hmm. If it, cancer can be a good thing. But, um, yeah, so I've pursued art and particularly to help people understand. I've been invited into the women's prison with my artwork there, which has encouraged the women there. I've got one particular painting that a lady has tattooed on her arm, which yes, uh, I'm not I, sure I, I how I feel about that, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm very flattered, but I'm, I'm feeling a little bit like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I have that image in my hand right now. On the left side, it has a bird in a cage. Well, it's actually starting to go out of the cage, but then it changes as it goes across to the left side. Mm, it starts off in the cage as a black and white bird, mm-hmm. a little bit like my childhood. You you don't know that there is something better, so your world is very black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no colour in it, but God wants to put that colour into your life. And it's got a second bird, which is flying out of the cage, and it's starting to get a little bit of colour into it as it mm-hmm. flies out. And then the third bird is in full flight, fully beautiful colours, and, and that's what God wants and that's what God had always intended. So I think uh, often that cage is can be self-made, self-inflicted mm-hmm. almost. And and even with the door open, we a, a bit like me deciding to tear off that victim sign, mm-hmm. we need to make that decision to fly. Now yep. you mentioned that a lady in prison decided to tattoo this image. Yes. Onto her body. Yes. So she wouldn't forget. We're not advocating this in no. any way, shape, or form. But obviously, it meant a lot to her. You. Do not do tattoos yourself. Uh, no. But you said if you did, there are a few words that you would tattoo. Yes. In your mind, metaphorically, I yes, guess we could say. Definitely. This, this is already tattooed on my mind, I believe, um, because it's, it's something I really try and live by. They're words that I feel if I can live this, the um, devil really sought to destroy me many mm-hmm. times. Doing, to keep you in that cage. Yeah. In black and yeah, white. Yeah. So by kind of remembering, I'll I'll, I'll just say the quote now. Um, So turn pain into power, adversity into advantage, and misery into ministry. And that's something I try and really live out. And by doing that, 
uh, have destroyed the enemy's plans. In fact, I hope to give other people the encouragement to do the same for those things that had been brought against you to destroy you. You mm-hmm. can turn that around. God allows you to use those things. They're things we live in a fallen world and, and things happen to us. But we can either choose to let them keep us down or use keep them. Keep the victim yeah, card yeah, on your keep, forehead. Yep, keep that victim sign there and uh, take what comes with that or make a stand against this. And I think that's, I hope that's what I can keep doing. And I've certainly seen the fruit of it. Our daughter now, who, who once was afraid she'd be like me, now really applauds me. Wow. She she is she has such admiration for the stand I take and she thinks um, that I'm courageous and hopefully now I can overhear her saying I You hope, are courageous. Hope I can one day be like my mother. That's fantastic. And she also has come a long way mm-hmm. and I feel like uh, yeah my, my example I hope has had in some way contributed to that and she, and I absolutely admire her and her courage as well so yeah fantastic one last time so I can tattoo it on my mind <laughs> turn pain into power adversity into advantage adversity into advantage and misery into ministry and misery into ministry yeah wow profound words thank you so much for sharing your story with us today thank you it's been my pleasure Our guest today has been Jenny Nichols, and you can learn more about her and her art at her website, jennynichols.com.au. That's jennynichols.com.au. You've been listening to Real Faith, and if you have any questions or comments, you can send us a message through our website, realfaith.org.au. That's realfaith.org.au.